Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Instant Classic Podcast. My name is Jay Sugg. With me, as always, my brother, Emory Ogletree II. What's going on, Tree? My brother, what's good, man? What's going on in the NBA right now? Man, Summer League is in full swing. So did you watch the debut of, of Big Vic, a.k.a. Wimby? Uh, yeah, I, I, I caught it in the second quarter. Starting the second quarter, and I just pretty much sat down there and watched the rest of the game. And honestly, I didn't put too much stock into it anyway. You know, I know, I know the kid didn't have the greatest offensive performance, but we talked about him going into the draft. And I know from my side, I stated again, and it, and it showed I felt in the play that he just has to get stronger, man. Mm-hmm. I know he said in the post game that the speed was really, you know, something that he has to adapt to, and I understand that too, but. You know, for the most part, I just felt like he he got moved fairly easily. I love the, his defensive presence. Yeah. I think like four or five blocks. Yeah, they got five blocks. Yeah, so his defensive instincts and, uh, and defensive IQ, I respect. I love the way he played. And, uh, I mean, the most important thing is they got the W. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, from a TV standpoint, you know, like I said, it's all, it was all just hype. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not selling the kid short. I'm not saying that he may not develop into a great player. But, you know, it's like some of these puns you hear on some of these TV shows sitting there just saying, like, well, if he doesn't put up numbers like Shaq in his rookie year, like, come on, man, are you kidding me? If he doesn't make the playoffs, I was like, the boy didn't make the playoffs his rookie year. Right. <laughs> like I said, I just, I just sat there and watched it. Like I said, you saw glimmers of things, but I said, it, it's one game. It's one game. So that's all it was. I, honestly, I felt bad. I was like, this kid can't throw a rock in the ocean right now. And in the back of my mind, I was like, I know Cass sitting up here. First thing, everybody, most people want to overreact. Oh, he's overrated. He's this, he's this, he's this. I was like, man, it's one game. That's what I was afraid of for him. What one game. So like I said, but they got the win. You know, he let's like say he just didn't shoot great, but let's like say he did other things. He got me get away from this offense. Everybody was so focused on points. Yeah. I like say he grabbed me, grabbed rebounds. I say like he had some block, few nice assists. He had some nice assists. The the handle was nice. And like people forget, man, my man just finished an NBA. Well, he just finished the whole season. You know what I'm saying? Like he just completed his season, like just a, just like a couple of weeks ago. He probably hasn't touched the ball since then. Like, well, I mean, uh, yeah, my brain. I, I would say I, I would just say again. I I know you probably wouldn't say this out loud, but you can't tell me that now that the moment's finally come. Now, obviously, this is in the NBA season. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, he knows in his mind after going number one and leading up all the way to the draft night. All eyes were going to be on him, and we're talking about worldwide. Mm-hmm. So that that had to play a factor to a certain degree. You know, some people might sit up and say, "Well, he's been in the public eye for blah 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 amount of time." So it still doesn't matter. It's like it's different when the moment comes. So I feel like you no, know, that could have possibly played a factor too. He might have just been trying to force some things. He was definitely forcing because he, you know, because he knew, obviously, like, well, I'm gonna be on TV, I'm gonna be on Prime, you know, on ESPN, people waiting for me, just. Basically trying to live up to the hype. I say, you're not going to do that in one game. I said it again, but get me to I'll get a kid to a year or two from my standards. And I think I told you, I was like, what's my expectation for the kid? You know, San Antonio's still in a rebuild. I mean, look at their, their squad that they had in this uh, summer league. There's some promising pieces there mm-hmm. in this rebuild that, that I liked. You know, so, you know, throwing Wimby in there and everything else like that, was, <laughs> we're going to get into this a little bit later on. But I said again, if the kid gets them to the playing spot, I would consider that a victory. I think he's still going to make his mark and make his run for uh, rookie of the year and everything else like that. But I- I'm just going to give the kid some time. 
I said, I, I'd be surprised, honestly. I was sitting there thinking about it the other day, taking uh, Trey, my oldest, to the uh, barbershop. I was like, if he's going to, it's like, is he going to average double-digit rebounds? I said, if he does, I think he would just average 10. A part of me feels he's only going to average nine. I said, I'm not too much concerned about his no offensive point production because I feel like he's going to end up being the go-to anyway. Yeah. But he seems like he's smart enough and has enough of a high enough basketball IQ that I think, you know, once the regular season comes, and I feel like he's kind of a little bit, little bit more comfortable within himself and within the system. He'll find his rhythm. I say, you know, I think he'll, I get, I can see him anything probably just below 20 and nine. That's a couple of blocks. You know, maybe three, three blocks, say about four or five assists. I can see that. Yeah. I, I think I was saying like 18, seven, about three blocks, two mm-hmm. assists, like per game. And I think that is a solid that that's a rookie of the year stat line. But yeah, I mean, well, obviously, we got to take into consideration all the other rookies. You know, off the top of the head, you no, know, Scoot Henderson. He he uh, looks Brandon. really good, by the way. Until yeah, he got I mean, until he got hurt. You know, Brandon Brandon uh, Miller, the, the Thompson twins. Mm-hmm. You know, there there are a lot of good rookies, you know, coming into the league this year. I mean, obviously, we're in the we're we're on the precipice of seeing the NBA going to their next phase. Yep. You know, like you know, we're kids of you no, know, we're, we're kids of the '80s. You know, so we got to see the Magic Bird era, you know, throughout the '80s, and then slow and then transition to the Jordan era, and then after we went to the Jordan era, we transitioned to the Kobe, you know, Shaq, and then we ended up being LeBron, Duncan era, and now here we are, here we go again. You know, now we're getting ready to transition to a whole another phase. Eventually, I said it's going to be a whole lot of different faces that we're not used to that the young bucks below us. Now this is going to be their era, and I know yeah. we're still, still going to be fans. We're going to be watching. I know. Speaking of this, I know there are two. Brandon Miller was one. I can't remember who the other one was. They asked who their goat was, and two people have said Paul George. And I'm like, man, what is Paul George doing that these young cats are just loving? Let me teach their own man. That, that, <laughs> this one, I say again, that's just one of those conversations. You, you know, people get on me when I tell people that my goat is Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. And it is the thing about that, again, this whole conversation. I have no problem with it if you can just bring me, like, some facts. And don't just hate, like, you know, J.J. Reddick just because, oh, they played in this era and blah, blah, blah. Man, we can say that almost about every era. Yeah. As I've always said, I was like, man, think about Dr. J. I was like, you imagine Dr. J with today's, you know, advanced. Right. But this man was already flying through the year. What are you do now with the training? Will. Bill Russell, the big O, all of them. I feel like if Larry Bird played right now, he would be the MVP, like, hands down, like, every other year. <laughs> yeah, no, we got to, to do a conversation about that on another day when they compared uh, Larry Bird to Jokovic. Yes. You know, we'll do that for another 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 day. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, my, my feelings are Paul George are pretty well founded, and, and, you know, I don't waver on it at all. But like I said, many young bucks to each their own, man. Like I said, your, your favorite, your favorite player is who your favorite player is. I'm, I'm just sitting there like, okay, it is, it is definitely a new, it's a new day, man. It's it a is day. a new day. If, if if he's your goat, and you know what, Paul George, I go ahead, just off the shoulder, son. <laughs> somebody thinks I'm the goat. Somebody thinks you are great, Paul George. Hey, hey. That's all you need. Somebody said, it only takes one. <laughs> hey, I don't care what anybody says. Somebody said, I'm their goat. I'll take it. I'm with them. Oh, man. Like, I'm with them. 
I was like, man, I bet you he the happiest person in the world right now. Hey, don't don't be surprised if we if we see a jersey swap. Oh yes, the clip the Clippers come to Charlotte or vice versa. I mean, hopefully he'll be playing. Hopefully, but <laughs> we'll, we'll be seeing a jersey swap. I'm sure. But uh, Brandon Miller, did you see? Well, his first game, man, he had, I want to say like six fouls in the first half. He he calmed it down in the second half and just added one more. But like that first game, you could tell this just the speed was a little bit too much for him. But game two, he played a lot better than he did that first game. Yeah. Again, I mean, this is the summer league, and guys are more or less playing, obviously, amongst their fellow rookies and you're getting a chance to play against, uh, you know, guys who've been in the league, you know, just probably got in the league or whatever else like that, the reserves, so to speak. And, again, I have my reservations about because I don't know what it is about Brandon Miller. I'm not saying the kid's not skilled. But it's just something about him. It just makes me – gives me cause to pause to sit there and say, like, I'm not saying that you're not going to come in the league and, you know, do your thing. But there's nothing about Brandon Miller that makes me seem like I'm seeing franchise changer. And, you know, part of the time, I mean, some of the just reckless stuff come out of his mouth. I'm even talking about the stuff outside of, you know, Paul George. You know, the and Charlotte Hornet, Hornets are going to the NBA Finals. Like, come on, man. Like, kid, shut up. <laughs> I'll give you Paul George. You know, that, that's cute. But, uh, but now you're just talking nonsense. Like, let's just shut up and get ready to ball. You know, and I, and I, he almost gives me uh, – who was I saying that he was giving me those, those kind of vibes? I want no one saying job. I can't remember off the top of my head. But I say again, I, I just need him to be, I need to see, I need to hear less talk, more. Yeah, I need to hear less talk and to see more production. That's what I need to see. Mm-hmm. You, I said, just like that kid, Jabari Smith from Houston. I love what he said. Did you see his uh, post game yeah. conference? Yeah. He's like, look, man, our, my team was well below 500 last year. Why wouldn't I be playing? Like, I'm trying to get reps. <laughs> it's like, pretty well, much. Yeah, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get, you know, fit in with my teammates. You know, again, we're trying to get right. I was I was that. I was like, okay, okay, so I'm gonna be keeping an eye on him. Yeah, and he's still I, young. I want to say he's just like what, 21, maybe 22. I mean, weren't they the youngest team in the NBA last year? By far, which is why yeah, they well, were signing as as many people as possible because they needed some grown ups in the room. Right. So I mean, again, this it's it's it was the right thing. It was the right thing to say, and I loved hearing it. So I mean, it was enough to kind of make me you know want to keep an eye out, you know, just for Houston and him in particular, see what they do. Because again, I mean, at the end of the day, and we're gonna like I said, we're gonna dwell in this in, in a few in a couple topics, but at the end of the day, I like to think most of these cats are coming to compete. You are gonna get your bag. Like I said, the only difference is some cats' bags are bigger than others, but I'm not counting your money, I'm not counting your pockets. You get yours, I'm gonna get mine. Mm-hmm. You know, when my time comes, hopefully I'll get my payday, but whatever. <laughs> you still getting a grip, you ain't working on nine to five. Put it that way. You're not hurt. Right. You're definitely not hurting, especially if you take care of your money. You know, so I I love the, the idea that this kid is trying to say, look, man, I'm trying to get my team right, trying to get us in order so we can try to, you know, do something here and compete. So I was like, hey, okay, I like it. I like it. I like it. But again, Vic, again, I just didn't put too much stock into it. They won. You didn't have a great personal game, but y'all won. That's all you can ask for. That's the way I played. Yeah. Didn't have a great game. It didn't matter if we won. If we won, I did not care. And he attracted so much attention, just. I mean, because if he was just down by the basket and you got a small guy on him, it's a bucket, man. He when he, when he was settling for jumpers and just like other stuff, that's when you could tell he was kind of forcing. But when he went to the hole, I'm like, hey, if you blow a layup, all right, it happens. 
But when he that that one little spinning shot he had, I'm like, all right, Vic. Uh, I saw enough flashes that I'm I'm not concerned about him whatsoever. Again, I'm just you know I know beating the dead horse, but it's one game. Yeah, because I, I don't game. think he's playing much. Is he gonna play again? I think he may be done. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not necessarily sure if he's done or not. But uh, it's like I said, it's, it's one game. Get a get a break. It's one game. Let's say let's see what he let's see what he does. Yeah, and All did right. you see that uh, pop? Got himself a new contract. Very well deserved. I think this will be. The, I think Pop is going to say, let, "Let me see what I can do with this kid and his, and his contract." And if things are look, looking in the right direction, I mean, I, I can see Pop serving it out. Mm-hmm. And it was also to to get more money than than Monty Williams, who got that absurd deal. It was like, how he making how much? <laughs> and Pop said, "Well, we need to first things first. We need to rectify that." <laughs> it's like how many championships has Monty? Right. Now, like you can pay me what I deserve, or I can just retire and you can deal with with, with Big Vic on your own. Bring, bring in somebody else. <laughs> but you saw what I did with you know the last seven footer you brought in here. Right. <laughs> you saw what I did with the last seven footer you like, brought when in. When I saw that, hey. I was like, man, like Papa, he he's an extortionist. Like <laughs> this dude is like taking their money. Like that ain't right. I, was, I, I think this is gonna be Pop Swan song. I agree. Really I think do. he probably got like two, three years left. He's not gonna make it through the entire contract. I think. Well, I'm basing that depending on how they do. Like I said again, I feel success for the Spurs this year because they're obviously still in a rebuild. But my respect for obviously Pop being one of the all-time greatest coaches in the history of the game, you know, he's gonna have these guys ready to play. Mm-hmm. I don't see how you go as a player, you go to San Antonio and you don't basically come in with respect already in mind. These what these cats have accomplished already and. Again, you you better come in, folks. Yeah, that's all. It's like and, all I got to do is listen to you, man, and we gonna make this work. And Vic, I mean, I I can tell that he's a student of the game. He he knows what he's coming in the shadow of. Mm-hmm. You know, all the hype in the world don't mean nothing. The bottom line is, brother, you you stand in the shadows of Timmy D and David Robinson. <laughs> you know, these, these are your measuring marks. Yeah. The greatest power forward of all time and one of the top ten centers in the history of the game. As a yeah. high mark, you ain't done nothing yet. Yeah. So you got a lot of work to put in. So I said, I can see Pop, you know, again, just laying laying a foundation. And even if I said, you know, even if they don't win a championship within that five year uh, contract run of Pop, I can see him again walking away if they're moving in the right direction and letting whoever get the next shot come up. Mm-hmm. I can see Pop doing that. Yeah, Pop really have left to prove. He's like, I wouldn't mind that number six, but. <laughs> I got five of them up there. Let's see what we do with this, and I'll keep it moving. I'll let, let the next man come. I think he just likes teaching, and this is a – he's got a squad where he can teach. He almost got that Larry Brown to him, huh? Mm-hmm. It's like you give him a squad where he can teach, like he's good to go. Like I think he likes these probably more. I think there's more enjoyment like with squads like this than there is with like the – the championship aspirations that he had with like Tim Duncan him because that's stressful. Like this, they're right. They have no expectations. He just has to go in there and just get them good. Oh no, there's expectations. Just I mean, personally for for Vic, but like right now, the expectations don't start for like at least two or three years. Well, I mean, I, I just I think it's just well, the expectation is the fact that, like I said again, with all the hype that's on the kid, and some of it obviously is just you know the whole media thing overblowing a lot of stuff, trying to make it because you got to make it the story so huge. Got to make it huge. Got to make you got to make it huge. The fact of the matter, like I said, some people are saying if this kid doesn't make the playoffs in his first year, he's a bust. Like, come on, no. say, stop. 
if, if LeBron did, did MJ even make the, the playoffs in his first year? I don't even think MJ made the playoffs in his first no. year. I'm saying so. If these cats didn't make the playoffs in their first year, <laughs> let alone with an MVP, why are we worried about if this kid doesn't? I, I honestly, like I, I kept, I keep saying, if they made the play, if they even got a shot to play and I'd be impressed. Because honestly, I don't know much about who's on San Antonio outside of Vic. Um, they got a couple. They got a couple guys who got some some game, um, but it ain't a lot. I just knew they were gonna sign Austin Reeves. I just knew they was gonna throw the 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 book at him. But Reeves wasn't leaving L.A. That's because ain't nobody throw a book at him. I don't think he would have left if they did. He wasn't leaving. I think (laughs) I think I think Reeves no kind of recognizes the writing on the wall right now and saying I got a good thing. Plus you're in L.A. too. You don't you don't just leave LA to go to San Antonio. Man, if the price That's right, I, I would. Ain't no sales tax in Texas. That is true. That is that is true. Like at, at one point, your agent gonna be like, "I'm doing you a disservice if you stay." <laughs> well, I'm, like, so I'm looking at this you no know, current roster of the uh, of the Spurs right now. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's not that there's no names on here again, but you just like I said there are a bunch of guys. Like, I would say role players. You know, got here. I mean, I, I love this, um, the acquisition of Trey Jones. Mm-hmm. I like uh, Trey, Trey Jones. Trey, Trey did you know his thing over in Memphis. And now I think going here to San Antonio, I mean, he could possibly compete for a starting point guard job. I think he could start for a couple people. Yeah. If he ended up starting for, you know, San Antonio, I wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me. They got Reggie Bullock on there. I didn't think that's bad. Uh, your boy, Doug McDermott. I still think he's solid. No, no, so they, they got some pieces. I said they got, they got some pieces, and I think that like I said Pop will get with them in shape. Vic is going to learn. I said the kid just has to get strong. He's got to. I don't expect him to get super strong, obviously, in one year, but he's got to get strong. Yeah, I think by this time next year, he'll be good to go. Let him get so let let the NBA trainers get a hold of him. I, I, I and believe- he's just eighteen. Well, nineteen, yeah, nineteen. 19 his, his body ain't even done growing yet, man. Like Pop, Pop will have them ready. I said. I expect them to come out and compete every game. That's what I was saying. I expect them to come and compete. That's all yeah. I expect. Them. That's what the Spurs do anyway. Like, they're going to come out and compete, and they're going to live and live and learn from their lessons. And again, they say if they get if they get a shot at that plan, I won't be surprised. Remember, you heard it here first. I was like, hey, plan. <laughs> There'll be that that ten seed. But I said we're going to get to more about the plan and something else here in a little bit. Yeah, uh, big. It's only one game, big. I'm not. I'm not not that. But I saw some good things. I said just. Just get some reps in. Get, get some work on the bench press. Get some curls in. You know, I'm not necessarily want you to get him some squats or anything, but he definitely work on that upper body. Get some shoulder, some shoulder press, some shoulder shrugs. I I agree. He get a little bit stronger. He don't even gotta. He don't gotta get swole. He don't gotta do a Giannis. But oh no, but, just when getting swole and strong. Yeah. He he doesn't necessarily. I don't feel he doesn't necessarily need to get swole. Although like I said, depending on your body chemistry. So he just needs to get stronger. Now, if he ends up you know, getting some muscle development along the way, that's fine. But it's not like I'm expecting him to be end up being built like, you know, healthy Ben Wallace. Yeah. Now, I couldn't see him being built like Big Ben was, you know. But, I said, but just, just definitely get stronger. Like I, said, I was going to say, I think Giannis is the best example. If he can kind of put that muscle on like Giannis did, when I mean, you look at Giannis when he first got to lead to Giannis now. Yeah. If, if Victor could put that on over time, and along with it, like I said, developing his game, like I said, his game and his development basically transition together. Man, that's going to be – that could be scary. That could be really scary. Agreed. 
Agree. All right, so let's transition to the new tournament that is uh in-season tournament that the NBA is hosting. We talked about this uh, before we went on the air. You I sir, hope we didn't waste all our good material off the air because man, we right. go play it too. You, sir, are not a fan. It doesn't bother me. Um, not at all. Like it's nothing that I'm like looking forward to. I'm not like, you know, clearing my schedule for the for the day that the championship game is going to be held. But I think this is going to bring in some eyes for the people who do not watch NBA basketball until like Christmas, because Christmas is like the unofficial start of the NBA season, like for a lot of fans. Um, they don't start watching until the Christmas Day games. I think this just brings a few more eyeballs to the screen from that October to December time frame. Go ahead. You say your thoughts on uh, the new in-season tourney. I just don't see why you feel like this is going to bring more eyeballs to do what? <laughs> You're basically turning it on to watch cats play for a bag. Like, like you even said before we came in here, they're basically playing for a bag that more or less they got already just playing for an additional bag now. And, and we said there, we were talking about it, there are six groups, six different groups, mm-hmm. you know, and divide, divided amongst the two conferences. And you're sitting there, Again, I'm just sitting there saying, what's the point? There's they sat there and talked about adding playoff incentive to this tournament, which would have gave it some relevancy, but it turned it down. Yeah. I don't think the players, I don't think the players were fully on board with that. (laughs) But so basically we're we're watching an in-season tournament that's just for for the buck. Might as well be an EBT tournament. I mean, so you're playing for the bag. I mean, why can't I just watch the game? I don't give a damn about this cup you win. Who cares about a cup? I asked you simply, I was like, dog, do you put a banner up if you win this cup? <laughs> it just depends. Like I said, it depends. Like if the Charlotte Hornets win this thing, man, they will be a parade in Charlotte. <laughs> if you win eight straight cups, like Bill Russell and the Celtics won eight straight world championships, wouldn't it really matter? It wouldn't. Well, you got you got you got to back up your cup win with with some with some postseason success. Heating the cup, but you don't do a damn thing in the playoffs. Why did it matter outside the fact you got some extra bread? It's not like these cats are hurting. I remember somebody was saying, "Why for for the rookies who are on their rookie deals and they only make a million? Like only a million? You out here with a lot to make a million dollars right now? Talk about only a million? Miss me with this." And I told you, I'm saying, I gotta share this text that you know, you know, ish. Shout yeah. out to ish. And uh, I, I couldn't even knock him for it. I, I love the idea that he put out, regardless, because we both agree that this is such a waste of, it's just a waste of space, a waste of time. Verbatim. If I'm a coach, I'm laying out my season right now. The first ten to thirteen vets get their legs under them for meaning first to 10, 13 games. Fourteen to twenty-five. I'm working on the lineups. In-season tournament, rookies and youngsters playing 35 minutes plus. Christmas to All-Star break, see what we have and if we need to make a move. All-Star break to playoffs, the season starts. And I'm sitting there like, damn, that's not a bad idea. That's not terrible. I I don't hate that. I was like, that's not a bad idea. It just shows me how irrelevant this this in-game tournament is. So you might as well. And really, I mean, what 
Well, I like this because you know you playing for the bag for the NT tournament. The people, if based off of that, the ones who are playing, like the the rookies and young people, them the ones who don't have the bag yet. I mean, but and the they, way, them the ones who will be playing the hardest. Obviously, but 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 let's not act like again. Let's not act like again like they're broke. No, they're not broke. I mean, they, but, they don't have a bag. But let's not act like they just came in here making minimum wage, league minimum. <laughs> well, I mean, not like minimum wage. What I'm saying is, <laughs> league minimum is mostly viral. I, I take league minimum right now. I would take league minimum well, and, and sit on that bench like I'll be the, the biggest towel waver. Hey, as much as I used to love competing and everything, I was like, if you said, hey, Emery, you want to come up to the league, you want to play a minute, but you made league minimum, all you got to do is sit in the bench for 82 games plus the playoffs if necessary. You need Gatorade? Russ, hey Russ, you need one? I got you, chief. Man, please, you want to tell me a word? Me, me, me and Giannis's brother will be battling for uh, <laughs> best cheering like on the roster faithfully. I like with all due respect. For example, say the Lakers win this in season tournament. Like this chump change is really gonna mean that much to LeBron? No, not at all. If LeBron don't donate his winnings to, to one of his foundations, I'd be so pissed. But you better not keep none of that money. You ain't hurting for 500 Gs, a million. What's the thing I do it for you? Unless you're giving up to Bronny or Bryson. Forgive me if I can't remember the, the, the daughter's name. Oh, it's, uh, well, Savannah's the wife. Uh, what is her Jose name? Begins with a K. I'm just saying, well, unless you're going to throw a meal towards her, you know, while she gets her, you know, gets her uh, in, enterprise built up the ground. Here, sweetie, here's a million. Just go and just keep going, do your thing. I'm just saying. And I, what else did we talk about? I sat there and said, I was like, hey, what if someone wins this in-season cup and doesn't even make the playoffs? So, yeah, and I'm thinking, like, it's almost impossible. Like, you I'm have to be what, good. But I'm saying, what if it did? What if it did? You won the in-season cup, but you don't even make the playoffs. What was the point outside the fact that you got your bag? Yeah. That's a bad that's a bad run. That is a bad run. I'm telling tell me there's going to be an MVP. There's going to be a trophy. And I just don't care. You could win eight MVPs. You could break Kareem's record. I don't care. You should have no relevancy, even though the stats go towards the NBA record books. Because obviously he's still part of the regular season, but I'm just saying that don't just play the damn games. And like we talked about off the air, it, it just annoys me because we're already doing the play-in to get in the playoffs. Now we got this for me, for my money. One of them would have to go. Something's got to go. And if, it, if you're really my brothers, I say take the play-in tournament, take the play-in for the playoffs out, and you go ahead and keep this in season. Let's just go back to one through eight. And if you're going to do this anyway, there's no point in having a play-in. I oh, see. I I am a fan of the play-in. Um, if we have to take one of them away, the tourney got to go. But I get why they're doing the tourney. It's it's not for us. It's not for the people who are gonna be watching the games anyway. This is for grab. the it's yeah. It's the money grab. It's trying to get the more eyes on the product. That's that's really what it is. Um, but the play-in, I see I see value in the play-in tournament. Um, it actually like impacts the season. Like, you know, if if there was no play-in tournament, then I don't know who's in the NBA Finals on the East. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe it could have been, been, probably would have been Boston. 
You know what I mean? Like, who knows? But I think the play-in shows that there's value there because you can get a team who could get in and then get hot, and then like Miami did, and just go on a run. Um, the in-season tournament, because it's so early, yeah. It's not for me, but I don't mind it. You know, I've, it's, I'm still going to be watching the games regardless. I don't like that the championship game um, doesn't count towards stats. Which is... All these games go towards the regular season, but the championship game yeah, does not. Stupid. <laughs> what? One game? Right. You know, all these other games count, but the championship game does. Yeah, the same way I feel like the playing games should count towards the playoffs. And I'm with you 100%. And we also talked about this off the air as well. And I told you, this is why I find more relevant relevancy in the college, you know, playing than, than this BS right here. Because as I told you off the air, Man, at least in the college, you no know, playing. I said they don't necessarily control their fate as much, because obviously we got the blue bloods, and nine times out of ten, the blue bloods are generally make it. Your mm-hmm. North Carolinas, the Kansas, your Dukes, all that other jazz. It's almost a fluke when they never, never not make it. But I'm talking about for those who just have those questionable schedules. Their records are solid, but nobody really knows who they are. So you know, you get those last four in. Because again, you're basically being judged. By no, by voters, can probably half will never play hoop anyway. So you just giving them an opportunity to come and compete. There's an incentive for them to try to get in. There's no incentive in this except for these cats to get paid. That's it. All I know is is that if a let's put it this way, if a if a if a popular, well known team doesn't win this in game tournament, this whole thing was a bust. I don't care who wins the MVP. It really does not matter. I don't give a damn. If it's not a well-known team, this whole thing was a waste of time. We yeah. could just hands and be done. Like I said, we got to give it a few years to see how it how it holds. Just same with the playing. I think this is like year three. Give it like three years. And if it and I I I like Adam Silver. I think if it's a if it's a bust, I I really believe he will pull it. I demand they put playoff incentive into this whole tournament. Because it makes no sense. All they're doing is playing to get a bag. That's all I'm saying. That's it. Yeah. If not, like, playoff incentive or, or, you know, get, like, uh, uh, extra weight on your draft pick or something, you can give some sort of incentive that'll help your team. There, there needs to be some playoff incentive, some motivation to make these guys play. I mean, hell, even in baseball, their all-star game, what, the winner gets home field advantage? And that is the dumbest thing I ain't ever heard, man. If we go under, like, if we if we go 162-0, and and I don't get the start, you know what I mean? Because, like, somebody on the Brewers struck out in the ninth <laughs> inning? <laughs> You're like, no, like, and, and, and we, you know, no, no, and no. If we don't get, if game seven isn't at home and we have the best record in baseball because somebody, like on the, and like on the, on the nationals, so I don't know who's good in baseball, like, because somebody struck out because there was an error, like in the all-star game, like I'll be so heated. If I lost a game seven because <laughs> we weren't at home, you know what I mean? Like, imagine if you playing like the Rockies in Colorado when they got home field because some bum squad, you know, see, and a home run go over because of the thin air. I would be, yo, I would be in the commissioner's office the next day 
Like you gonna see me and we gonna talk. See, but look, but look how passionate you were about that. See what I'm saying? At least, and then you're passionate about it because you didn't realize there's an incentive about it. You you sitting here telling me the NC you just like the idea, but now you are passionate about what I just said there. Bring about the All Star game in baseball because I think it's a terrible idea. I get it, but I'm just saying though. But you recognize that there's an incentive in the All Star game because there's actually a consequence. I mean, the only consequence in this, obviously, come what we say out of the six groups. You possibly because it's more or less round robin. I played in the league that more yeah. that was round robin every game we played. We went undefeated. But I'm just saying, you're guaranteed at most to play amongst the groups, possibly up to seven games. Because think about it, what if you lose every <laughs> every first game each time in, in the group? If you just keep losing anyway, yeah, you know, if you lose the first one. If you never even win the cup, yeah, you you gotta. <laughs> Well, you're supposed to sit there and look at the standings anyway. But when I sat there and brought up baseball and that all-star game, I mean, that is that right there is actually you no know, being more in tune to like what's going to happen. No one's really gonna care. Who's lifting up the in tournament cup? I tell you, if they, if they win eight straight, would they put that on the same equivalency of winning eight straight for Boston? Hell no, they wouldn't. No, I think it would be the equivalent of like the West. Winning eight straight All Star games, like that's where the that that's the equivalency it would be. If you win, if you win seven MVPs, bringing Kareem six MVPs in the NBA, we know is y'all. Somebody got paid. You mm-hmm. already were making money anyway. But here's an extra five hundred thousand for your trouble. What the hell? Just take it. here. Here's five hundred grand. Here's a million. Take it. <laughs> Give me some, like, give me some incentive, man. Take back five games in the first round, Adam Silver. Take this BS out. (laughs) The play play in or this has got to go. If it makes it three years, I'd be so pissed. Oh, I'd be so pissed. But I will say, if if there's no change, I'm saying, hold on, let me clarify myself. If this makes it to three years and there's no change and they're still just playing for the bad, oh, yeah, I'll be heated. Yeah. And if there's got to be something more. Yeah. There's got to be something more. There better be something more. If we're doing three years and all you're getting is the bag, man, this, just call it the EBT instead of the NBA. We to, what's this, what's this the big three into? If you're doing this, call up Q. Hey, I know you got the big three. Put together your squad. Come play in this money turn. Most of y'all retired NBA players anyway. Yeah. On, I say you win the, the, uh, the tourney, regardless of your record, you should get a top ten draft pick. I'm saying, like, just put you in the lottery. Put put them in the lottery, regardless of record. I'm not saying, but at least there's an incentive. There's an incentive. Got to be something besides you just getting some money, and it's not like you're gonna be broke anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't even care if you're on a rookie deal. You're still making bread. Yeah. But if you like I said if you're making forty something million already, what's the chump chain gonna do? You better, you better be like Shaq was with his brother when he sold his company. Here's a meal. Just give it away. Here's a meal. Do what you want with it. You want. I will say the Clippers are my pick to win the uh, the inaugural NBA Cup because everybody healthy early. It's late that they had problems. I mean, well, hell, we don't know. <laughs> the things we don't know, they might be doing load management at some time or another. I mean, it's true. It's true. 
Kawhi may miss the entire the entire time frame. <laughs> the championship game to sit out. Like, <laughs> Come on, man. It's just I I hate this. I really do. I hate this. I don't care. Because we went through the groups. I don't care if the Lakers are in the same pool as the Suns and the Grizzlies. It, it just doesn't matter to me, man. I say, I mean, because they're gonna play, they would play each other in the regular season anyway. The only reason they're playing each other is for the bag. I don't care if KD and LeBron are facing off to go to the, the championship. Is there even a, uh, I guess what they would call a conference, a conference tournament uh, MVP before going to the tournament championship? I hope not. Just, I hope oh. not. That would be way too much. We just need one. We just need. We just need one MVP overall. I mean, just. It starts on November third and championships on December 9th. It's just, come on, you're gonna miss me, Paul. This is a, this is such a waste of time. I mean, if, that's pretty if, much. If you want, you might as well start that from the start. The very start, start of the season. You might as well start from the start of the season. And just let it go from there. Yep, that's what I would do. Uh, like maybe, the start. Maybe, maybe even then, I wouldn't have cared as much. But I mean, if we're gonna start the season then. Start this, you no. Know, yeah. Tournament. Nope. Yes. Start it immediately. Let it let it run for that first portion of the season. Because those are the games where everybody, like, I think ratings wise, like you get there's like a high opening opening night, but then it it's a it's a huge drop off until we get to to Christmas. And if we only go into December 9th anyway, hell, that still leaves us January, February, March, and well, April. Yeah, but ratings go up then because when, once we get to Christmas, that's when we get the even the casual people start watching because it that's when they usually hit on like the regular channels, like and not just cable. That's when you get it on ESPN or on ABC. And uh, you know, on like Saturdays and all that, most of those games don't start until after Christmas. I get that. I'm, I'm just thinking from a basketball standpoint. I'm, I'm just saying there's going to be plenty more time. Where in terms of effects on the standings, you still have plenty more time. Mm-hmm. Again, I mean, so again, the significance of all this is just to watch you, watch y'all get it some extra check. Oh man, <laughs> I mean, I, obviously, I'm going to. I hate the idea, but I just love watching the NBA. But this, yeah, you know, I'll watch. But God, like I'm telling you, don't let no no name team win this. I I, I will be back with a wrath. <laughs> don't, don't let don't let no no name no let no no name no name team win this, and, or a team that wins it not make the playoffs. Oh oh, I'm gonna be so heated. I'll be so ready to go. I was like, what's the point? What you so what? What you? I can see the I can see the bottom girls going for gold. <laughs> Like, hey, you, we might as well try. You ain't here for for Lamelo, five time NBA Cup winner, to put on his Hall of Fame resume. Like, <laughs> man, if anybody, well, as I don't know how long this is gonna be around, but if this ends up being on somebody's basketball Hall of Fame induction speech or on their resume, man, burn that plaque. <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> if a team ends up, any team that wins more than two, I feel if you win more than two cups, you shouldn't even be allowed to play. You should just be done. I don't want to look up and see a team that that has, even if you have one world title, y'all had one in 50-plus years or whatever, but y'all end up having like 10 in-season tournament cups. Right. Like, no. No. Come on, man. I am just not a fan of this. I hate it. I hate it so much. I do. They they better have have some incentive after this year, man. We'll, we'll see what happens, but it, I, I better see some real incentive come year two. I agree. I agree. I think a little incentive will will help, um, even if it's something to do with the draft. Because I don't know what you could do with playoffs that would uh, 
I don't think they would allow the draft. I'm sorry. The, the, the draft is such a sensitive thing, especially amongst you no know, franchises and GMs and stuff like that. I can't I can't see them involving anything in the draft. Because somebody might somebody's gonna be calling collusion. I'm telling you, it just needs to be about it just needs to be about the playoffs. That's all it needs to be about. It needs to be about the playoffs. Or if anything, like I said, <laughs> put some real consequences in terms of the standing. Like if you lose. In the first round, you were a higher seed, even though we automatically drop you three spots. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like, yeah. I'm just, you need to cast a real reason to want to play. Yeah. Yeah. Some, I, I do agree that they do need some, some real consequences would be, would be there. Or yeah. some real incentive, because the cash isn't, it ain't going to do nothing. It's not going to move the needle on the stars. <laughs> don't, let, don't let the Utah Jazz win this, I'm telling you. Now, don't oh, don't let the Minnesota Timberwolves win this. Yo, man, like Rudy Gobert is going, he gonna get on that that hot early streak. That's all he need. <laughs> all right, in season, ah, oh, it's just it's just terrible. If this is on two K twenty five, I'm gonna be so bad. Like simulate. No, man, I'm trying to I'm trying to hoist that. <laughs> oh, the damn truck. Like, I can't uh, get into that unless unless you tell me I get five hundred thousand VC coins. Yes, if they yeah, put some put some VC incentive on that. Incentive in a video game in this damn tournament. Put some VC incentive on that. I'm all in. Let <laughs> me more incentive in the damn video game than the actual tournament. Yeah, man. Yeah, then I I, I enjoy it a lot. Then like, oh yeah, let's go. Every time. I couldn't wait to get that in season tournament. You ain't telling me nothing. 500 BC? Like, man, we we here. We here. Like, I'll be trading people. Like, oh, man, you let me down during that in-season tournament, homie. Like, you got to go. Seriously, man. Like, oh. That's sad. Uh, I love it, man. I love it. All right. So let's uh, jump to our, our last topic. Um, Bob Huggins. I want to say it was in late June. I want to say like around like the 17th, 18th of June. He, uh, released a statement where he announced he was res- he was resigning and retiring um as the head basketball coach of West Virginia only for yesterday i believe him to come out and say that he never resigned and that he he kind of demanded his head coaching spot back <laughs> like bob huggins is your guy. So I will let you go first, man. What what what's going on with with, with Bobby, man? I can't answer that, man. I mean, clearly Bobby's always had all his had a few issues, especially when he's come to the drinking. Mm-hmm. Not throwing no judgment on nobody, just stating fact. <laughs> and I mean, in, in this last situation, man, I when it initially came out, even before all this other stuff that followed. First thing I said is like Bobby, man, it's just time to go. It's just yeah. time. You know, we all know how he was you no know, dismissed from the natty with all the stuff that went on. And the, and the natty put up with him for a while. I mean, I, I went to his basketball camps as a kid. I mean, like, you well, you know better than most. I I desperately wanted to be a bearcat coming out of high school. I did. I I wanted to be a bearcat so bad. I mean, I, I based my playing style off of them. I grew up watching the Bearcats coached by Bobby Huggins. You no, know, from that Final Four squad, obviously the Danny Force and the dude I modeled myself after a little bit. 
And then obviously the squad, I just always stayed a UC fan. I was sad when Bobby left. You know, and but he, the, the job he done in West Virginia is not like he did a bad job, but it just always seemed to be some off the court drama with Bob. Yeah. And like and like you said, at this point, it's like Bob, you're already in the Hall of Fame, man. I know you're still chasing that illustrious national title. You know, came close to that Final Four team, man. And unfortunately, you know, we all know what happened to Kenyon that one year. Mm-hmm. I just went in the card for you, but with this now, and now you're trying to get your job back. It's, it's just sad. It's, it's it's sad. That's all. It is sad. I mean, and 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 the, and the sad part of it all is that this is just more or less just the beginning, the intro to more drama to follow. Yeah, I, I almost have, almost I feel bad for whoever the incoming coach is going to end up being to coming into this drama. Yeah, I mean, because it's going to be hard for you to focus trying to you know get your team in order. <laughs> well, no, you're going to probably be getting uh, questions about Bobby Hopkins all the time. And what I found like so crazy about it, um, so he had like that drunk driving thing that kind of caused him to resign. But really, I thought he was going to get fired after the comments he made on the radio show in Cincinnati. You know what I mean? Like, I, as the like AD, I would have been like, oh, it's time to fire you now or you need to resign. But then you like just a few weeks after that radio interview where he is just, you know, uh, slurs, the, the, you know, disparaging like the Catholic religion, like. It's all like some jokes, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, you top that off, you chase that with some with a drunk driving episode, like not, not his first one either. Not his first one. Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. That's what made it sad. I, I didn't even I didn't even break up the radio, you know, interview, you know. So I'm glad you brought that up. But I guess it all just kind of snowballs together. It's like it, it's always been some off the court antic with Bob. Yeah. I mean, we as a as I said, as a coach, obviously, it's strictly just keep, keeping it the basketball. One of the best college. He's a great coach. Yep, and his players love him. Absolutely, they, they, they ride to a brick wall for him, bum to death. But clearly, I mean, Bobby has his demons, man. And I mean, I, I wouldn't put Bobby on the level of a Bobby Knight, but I mean, I probably put him like almost a tier or two below. Yeah, you know, he's not that far off. And like I said, man, it, it, it's always interesting, and I think I've I think I've said this before. Winning, you know, covers up a multitude of sins. Success does, mm-hmm. even though he's never won that national championship. I mean, you cannot the fact. I mean, this man is a winner. Yeah, he's successful. No, he, he's you no, know, he's had a winning team. You generally found his teams. Let's say what Cincinnati. West Virginia, you found them in the tournament, and, and nine times out of ten, you found them contending in one form or another, whether it was for the conference tournament championship. And some of those West Virginia Mountaineer teams made their runs in the tournament. I think, mm-hmm. like, got to at least the Elite Eight, I think. Yeah. He's you know, only had, like, one, maybe two teams that uh, – and teams, I mean, like, maybe, like, a, a couple-year run where you thought, like, this team is national championship good. But he consistently had his squads, you know – playing in that like national championship sphere, which is what makes you like a successful coach. Like he had those, like the Nick Van Exel 
you know, UC Bearcat squad. Those were that that was a team that had national championship aspirations. The Kenyon Martin squad had national championship aspirations. I don't think he's had any in West Virginia that we thought were gonna win and or could win. But he's a good coach, man. He okay. just that's success covers up a multitude of sins. And it's just it falls onto the university itself as to where you draw the line. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, how much are you willing to put up with? Because it'd be different if he was like a losing coach. I'm sure he would have been gone a long time ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was a bum. You know, it's, it's no different than uh, we talk about with players. You know, for example, bring up John Morant. I said the John Morant situation. If John Morant was just like some guy at the end of the bench that nobody really knew he was, didn't average a lot, I mean, from his first instant, he would have been gone. Yeah, out the league. You know, so, I mean, with Bobby, to be honest, the the first incident I can recall was almost 20 years ago when he was still in the net. Yeah, that's what he got fired from Cincinnati for the same thing he kind of just resigned from in West Virginia. I mean, mean, we're talking two decades, Bob, and there's really nothing else to say. Now, Now, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Bob doesn't go back to West Virginia. But clearly, as we saw here recently with the disgraced XNMSU coach, mm-hmm. you know, who just got picked up by that junior college, mineral, whatever. <laughs> right now, Bobby's hot. He's hot right now. Mm-hmm. Somebody will get him now. Yeah. When it does settles, it won't surprise me if somebody picks him up again. Oh, the dust don't even gotta settle. Like you don't think the dust gotta settle? Nah. Uh Rick Patino as like precedent. You know what I mean? He just won't go to like yeah, Rick but Patino Rick, wasn't like super hot, but it was still like eh. Yeah, but I mean, but yeah, but Rick was more it was still relegated towards basketball though, in terms yeah. of grooming and stuff like that. I said this thing with Bob is completely off the court. Yeah, which I'm is sorry. why he'll he'll get he can get got it. I just think it'll be a tier below where he's where he should be. You know what I mean? So he won't it'll still be D one, but it just won't be if, unless and that's what I'm saying. And that's what that's what won't surprise me. I say it, it won't be a West Virginia. Won't be a West Virginia. I don't even think it'll be a power five conference. I I can't see West Virginia at this point trying to walk it back I and mean, regardless of what Bobby's saying, talking about I never wrote whatever. I said, you know, if you're West Virginia, it's just like it's just time to cut ties. We appreciate what you did, Bob. If anything, we hope you just try to get yourself together. But if you're another university in, in search of a coach, obviously, you know that Bob Huggins is out there. But, again, here we go in. It's about knowing his reputation. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and right now, and I, you know, in the public eye, you're sitting there, if you were to pick up Bob Huggins tomorrow, people would be looking at you like, like what? You know, in the midst of all this, what made you pick him up? And just like Mineral Area College did with old boy, you know, was it higher? Mm-hmm. Yep, Greg Hire. And they sit there and try to say, well, he's a winning coach and just completely dismiss all his transgressions that he did in New Mexico State. And basically that's all it's about, just trying to trying to dismiss like it never happened. Mm-hmm. Listen, so Bob, Bobby needs to go to be done with West Virginia. West Virginia needs to be done with Bobby. Personally, myself, I just would like to see Bobby just be done coaching altogether because Agreed. right now you just can't trust him. 
we can't trust that you'll even get yourself together. I mean, the Natty tried to get him to rehabilitate. And I was mm-hmm. 20, yo. So if he was this man wasn't willing to rehabilitate himself 20 years ago. Even if you do try to bring him in as another D1 school, and I'm sure you're gonna try to put some stipulations in there. Well, you have to go to AA. Da, 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 da. Come on, man. Who are you for? He ain't. And, so, and I'm in if anything else, I'm sitting there looking at the university, like, how much accountability are you gonna hold him to? Especially even in terms of your program, y'all were sitting there and y'all even went like five and twenty-three. And like I said, the man's a very good all-time great basketball coach. He comes in here, y'all got 20 plus win seasons. <laughs> y'all might be offering this man a drink. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. Great job. <laughs> Whatever you need, sir. Whatever you need. I I, I honestly just it's it's an, it's a sad, unfortunate end in terms of his tenure at West Virginia. And if it ends up going that way, even though I doubt it will, it'd be a sad, unfortunate end to a college coaching career, Hall of Fame level coaching career. But I said, but I, I doubt it. I just think again, there's if we don't see him, if we don't see him the rest of this year, okay, that yeah. wouldn't surprise me. Like I said again, but the dust of it. But going into next year, because obviously, you know, <laughs> they're always looking for coaches. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you no, know, they're gonna be those athletic, those ADs, just kind of keeping their ears to the street, like, well, you know, Bobby Huggins is still out there. Like, yeah, like I need I need a winning season or it's my job. Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time you had a drink, Bobby? Well, I haven't had a drink since yesterday. Well, that's good enough for me. Like, yep, he's slowed down. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. But usually, like sometimes when you have like these greats, um, and it goes for like coaches and players. For some of them, man, it's the it's the let go is the hardest spot. You know what I mean? Like for players, they play past you know when they body breaks down and they're no longer who we thought they were, but mm-hmm. they're still out there. You know, still playing. It kind of hurts. Like man, this ain't this isn't who you are. Exactly. Um, and with coaches, they just stay those like last two years too long. Like Larry Brown, I think did that in the NBA. You know what I mean? He was there just a couple years, just too long before it was like you need to. No longer coach. George Carl was one of them people. Sometimes you got to, you know, when it's your time, just hang it up, man. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I'm a little guilty of that because being such an admirer of Bob Huggins and going back in terms of, like I said, just my personal history when it comes to him, it's not that I wasn't aware of these things. And I say it wasn't surprising, but I mean, you always just kind of don't push out. You just hope for the best. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I man, but I just hope you don't do it again. You know, I said, he's, he's always been giving these second chances. But I said, but, but this last one, I said, it just dropped everything. Because I said, when that story came out, I just dropped my head like, damn. Wow, <laughs> seriously? Again? And now he's playing that. It ain't happened. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Unless if anything else, made himself look worse for you. And now you make it seem like, what, did you write it when you were drunk? Right. It, very yeah. well worded. That was a very well-worded letter. You, you got very articulate when you right. that. You must have been really in your emotions that day. Like, you said resign like two, three times in that letter, sir. Like, And now you're going like, I never did that. Like, you try to say somebody else in your family to type that bad boy up and you were passed out and it hit sin. But yeah, nah, nah Bob, no dad. Yeah. You can hang it up, which it is. It just is going to be done. So I don't think we'll see. We won't see Bob this year, but it will not surprise me again. Depending on how this college season plays out, I said just give it time. Some somebody will find a reason 
And there's Bob Huggins. I gave him a shot. Yeah. And I would sit there and do is be like, okay, Bob. <laughs> when are you going to do it this time? And I think we just got to that point now. <laughs> When's it going to happen this time? Yeah, you just, just got to wait and see. I just got to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? Uh, no, sir. I said I, I said my piece. On, my feelings on the playing tournament are well established. I will not be moved until until I see it. Last second. That's that's where I am. So let's let's see how it goes. But I'm good. I'm with it. I'm with it. All right, go ahead, man. Drop your socials. Yes, sir. On the Twitter, I am at the T H E M C G. O D as in David, I B as in Victor A at the Mikadiva, and I gotta add a new one because I'm on the threads now too. Mm-hmm. Reds, I am at M C G O D as in David, I B A, and the number 44, Mikadiva 44. All right, and I am at J Sug, J A Y S U G G on the Twitter, and I'll soon be on the threads. I just haven't got around to signing up yet. All right, until next time, y'all. We out. Later.